Welcome to Open for Business. I'm your host, Anthony Murphy, and today we have the Facebook ads maverick himself, Mr. Paul Ramondo, back on the show for his second appearance. He first joined us in episode 32 to share his backstory, how he started his agency, Ramondo Media, and he also shared some great marketing tips. But today's topic of conversation is going to be much different. We're getting much more personal, talking about mindset, how to survive as an entrepreneur, and transparency in your content. Strapping guys, settle in. This interview is on a much different level to the interviews that you have heard on the show before. I hope you enjoy it. Let's listen in. Alrighty, we have uh, the one and only, the man, the myth, the legend, Mr. Paul Ramondo, back on the show for the second time. How's things, dude? Uh, what's up, my guy? How you doing? I'm very well. <laughs> mate, uh, mate, it's quite warm. It's it's January. It's like 40 degrees outside, so it's warm, but uh, it's a good day for chat. Wait. Love that. Do love summer. Not a fan of winter. And while we're talking about the weather, let me tell you, we had a 40 degree heat wave over the weekend yeah. here in Perth. Yeah. And it was, it was stinking hot. Like it was so hot. Like literally, like I think it got up to 42 degrees on Saturday. Yeah. And like literally, you could go outside on the sidewalk, crack an egg, and it would cook. That's how hot it was, yeah. man. Yeah, it yeah. was like no wind, which yeah. is uncharacteristic of Perth because Perth's pretty windy. And then really, really interesting because today, I got up to go for a walk every morning, right? It's part of my morning morning of course, ritual. Of course. And in the summer, like, you know, it's 25, 26, you know, degrees pretty early in the morning, even mm. at like five, you know, it's, it's pretty warm, you know, yeah, 5.30 in the morning, yeah, it's pretty warm. Yeah. Not that one, it's pretty warm. But this morning, I looked outside and it was like overcast and like rainy. And then I looked at the temperature, 16 degrees. So we've done like a 20 plus degrees. I think that's right, Matt. Yeah, 20 yes. plus degrees, like, step, like just flipped. And then tomorrow's going to be 32. So don't know what the weather's doing. Maybe, I don't know. You know it sounds like you're in Melbourne, Matt. Yeah, I know, right? I know, mm. right? Yeah. yeah. Anyway, that's the weather. That's the weather update. We've, Perth, we've, yeah. we've got, got the good start, Anthony. We've got the weather chat out of the way, so now we can get into the real stuff. So let's let's go back. So it was um it was May 2016 when uh, you first appeared on Open for Business. That was wow. That was uh, we're, we're approaching three years, mate. So um, wow. We've been we've been bromigos for three years, dude. We have. We have. I love plus, it. Plus that little bit before, but hey, who's counting? Yeah, very true, um, very true. <laughs> apparently, apparently you. Apparently you. <laughs> I am. So look, dude, it's the uh, you're the second person that I have interviewed for the second time. So uh, we're we're doing a second round at the moment of um of legit people to get back on the show, and um for most people, a lot has happened in here three years. So dude, how's business, and what does it look like three years later? Great question, mate. Um, so I believe the last time we spoke was three years ago. So that's you said 2016. So I was probably like. Yep. A year, about a year or so, a year and a half or so into my first business. Yep. Uh, and things things were going really well and things are still going really, really well. In terms of uh, what's changed since then, uh, I've got I've got a staff member now, which is cool. Ooh, yeah. And and her name's Tara. She's amazing. She's been uh, she's been with me for two or three years now. Started as an intern and then she was doing some contract work for me. And then I got her on board and just trying to scale her up um, to full time at the moment. Basically... I've wanted, like, I really wanted to build, I really want to build, and I've been wanting to build a team, but I also, like, throughout the last three years since we've chatted, I've kind of, like, wanted to push away from building an agency model because I just, just didn't really make me happy, you know, it wasn't really the vibe that I want. And I still, I love the client services side of things, but my passion's not really, they don't lie there. I've been, I've done client services for eight years or so now, and in terms of, like, I love all my clients, my clients are amazing, and I really want to keep working with the current clients that we have, and, like, 
really cool projects that excite me. Yeah. But in terms of moving forward, yeah, my goal is to just get a lot more into uh, the content creation side of things, a lot more into e-learning side of things, yeah. and a lot more into men- mentoring and coaching as opposed to uh, consulting and client services in terms of what I'm doing with my personal time uh, yeah. in the business as yeah. opposed to what the staff are doing. Yeah, love it, love it. Mate, um, for a little bit of context for anybody who didn't listen to episode 32, if you haven't, uh, you should really press pause right here, go back, have a listen, because it's got Paul's complete backstory, how he started the business, um, and will really frame up the rest of this convo. But for you know, anybody who just wants to keep on listening, uh, Paul's business, Lamondo Media, based in Perth, Facebook ads agency, um, works with some of the, the biggest brands that uh, we all know and love. Um, mate, can you can you reel some of those off for us? Yeah, I'll give uh, give give some shout outs. Uh, so one of the biggest brands we work with in Australia is Australian Sports Nutrition. So 35, 36, maybe more now, retail stores across Australia. Yeah. Um, love love ASN. I love all my clients. Love ASN. Smith Beach Resort, a beautiful beautiful uh, you know luxury luxury resort based yeah. about three and a half three and a half hours south of Perth in Australia's southwest. Absolutely gorgeous. Mm. Uh, Quality Resort Sorrento Beach um, have been clients of mine for a very long time. Uh, Andrew's long-term friend and mentor of mine. And um, one of our newest clients is Hidden, which is a bespoke boutique music festival that we are taking from. We did 6,000 people at the Perth Hidden event last year. and It was just local. Yep. And we're taking it international this year. So we're doing Perth, Brisbane, Sydney, and Auckland. So Can really exciting. And I think around about time this podcast comes out um, will be the first date of, uh, yeah, about, I think the 22nd is Auckland hidden and uh, yeah, so about that time we're listening. So yeah, good times. Yeah, dude, what's the uh, what's the Insta handle for hidden? Uh, discover hidden. That's awesome. it. Just discover hidden and discoverhidden.com. Yeah, one hundred percent. Love that plug. Love it. <laughs> so uh, we're in, we're in, we're in a little hidden. Uh, basically, a walking talking billboard for hidden right now. Hidden got uh, got the, hid, the hidden merch and hold on. Let me see if I can get the on this side oh, or this side lovely lovely get amongst it <laughs> get amongst the people discover hidden on Instagram check it out alright so um, let's get right into this uh, this chat today mate because um, different to last time we spoke we went um, pretty tactical and practical into Facebook Facebook ads that sort of things into the marketing side of things this time um, we're going to have a bit more of a chat about being a human, really, um, and the personal side of you know running a business, so mindset, you know, balance, goal setting, all that sort of stuff, um, all the stuff that probably doesn't get spoken about often enough. And um, for anybody who has been following your journey lately, um, they will know that you have, um, you know, you've had tough times, like everybody has. And um, the the difference is that uh, you've opened up, I suppose, and you know, shared that side of yourself, shared the side of being an entrepreneur and, and running a small business and all the pressure and the stress and everything that goes with that and the impacts that that can have on you. So I'm keen to, uh, keen to see where this chat goes, mate. Yeah, 100%. Where would you, where would you like to start? Mate, I don't know. Let's, let's start with mindset. Let's start with mindset and you know, what it takes for – because there are so many people that listen to this podcast that I know are small business owners or they're entrepreneurs or they want to head in that path. Yep. So when it comes to mindset, like what, what things – do you think people need to have or be aware of? What's the really tough things that sort of don't get spoken about enough when it comes to entrepreneurship? And so mindset. Mindset and entrepreneurship. So many things. Don't know, right? Um, yeah, where do I start? Uh, I'll start with this. One thing that I've realized and learned along the my journey, I'm like four years into doing this entrepreneur thing now, mm-hmm. uh, full time, and I've, been, I've had my own business for 
I think eight years now, but in terms of being full time, yeah, like fourth year of business now, yeah. And one of the biggest lessons that I've learned over, especially over the last two years, especially you know after I've been through two, three like stints of burnout and just being in a very, very low place in terms of um, you know my happiness and my energy levels and uh, going down the rabbit hole. And I talk about a lot about this. Give myself a little plug, but I talk a lot about all the, like entrepreneurship, burnout, and all that kind of fun stuff. Well, not really fun stuff, but all that kind of kind of serious stuff on my vlog. So there's a few episodes on that where I kind of unpack it all. Cause it's a really long, long discussion. But basically, what I've learned over the last few years, Anthony, is that for me anyway, the emotional return on investment from the work that I'm doing needs to always, always match, if not exceed, the fiscal return on investment that I'm making from that same work. Yeah. yeah. And yeah. for me, and I fell into this trap and because when you start a business, right, like you got to like, you got to pay bills. You got to, and like, if you got to like, like yourself, you got a small family, you got a family to support. And then you've got all these big crazy ambitions and these goals. You're like, I need a, I need a work, 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 hustle, 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 grind, grind, grind. And you got to do that. And I did that, you know, I did that. And I used to wear like the amount of hustle that I in grind and the amount of hours that I'd work like no hyperbole like over 90 hours a week and I used to like clock my hours and I used to use that as a little like badge that like, yeah yeah yeah, there. yeah. I, like did 99 hours this week fucking uh, what you got what you got who else did and, that say again so who else is doing that yeah yeah, yeah. Oh, exactly exactly and it was it was like an ego thing as well and yeah. ego is really destructive that's a whole another whole another uh, tangent so basically what I realized like you know you've got to put in the hours you've got to put in the work and especially when it's make or break at the very start the very start of the business like you've got to you've just got to do it you've got no choice but to do it and the cool thing about the start and I really romanticized at the start is that you've got this this energy reserve that is untapped mm. because you've thrown yourself in the deep end like I quit my job I threw myself in the deep end started my um, business in a shoebox shoebox excuse of a bedroom uh, in, a, in a apartment that I was sharing with a couple and you just got to make it work, you know, yeah. and yeah. then it starts to work. And then you start chasing, not chasing, but like pragmatically, you need to generate revenue and yeah. you need to build that yeah. revenue and have it come back in. Yeah. So you keep doing that, keep doing that. And I'm sure a lot of people have to relate to the, the notion of like, especially in client services, like you've got the skill set and the skill set expands, you know, maybe like you're really, really good at like this, like a small amount, yeah. like, you know, in yeah. like a really small amount, like you're really, really good at it, like you're an expert, yeah. but you're also good, like good at like a lot more. So yeah. it makes sense at the start not to niche down, but to yeah. just yeah. just kind of get as much business through as possible. Yeah. You're still going to do a great, great job, still provide great work. But what that what I've learned is when you spread yourself so, uh, so far and so thin, it's really hard, especially as a solo operator, when you're running a business and you've got all the admin side of things and you've got the staff side of things, the contractor side of things and the branding and the upkeep and just everything else that comes in the marketing and all that kind of stuff that comes, the content creation, all the stuff that comes with running a business and generating leads and sales for yourself. Yeah. You've got all that to take care of, all the internal stuff, but then you've got to do the stuff that keeps the lights on. And if you're not, what I've learned if, is if you're not focusing on what you're really, really good at, like yeah. for example with me, Facebook ads, right? Yeah. Instagram yeah. ads, yeah. funnels. Yeah. If you're not focusing just on all of that, trying to keep the upkeep on everything else, especially when you don't have a team, you can't afford to have a team to niche down and specialize in those areas mm -hmm. that are outside your core, core, real specialty skill set. Yeah. You've then got a bunch of homework you need to be doing on a week-to-week, day-to-day basis because you need to keep up with the current trends. You need to keep up with like what's happening with this algorithm change on Google, what's <sighs> happening with like – exactly. And, and then – 
it's just all compounds. So now you've got these, you've got to, you still got to do a great job, right? Yeah. So now you've got to service all the clients, your business is growing, your time is getting smaller and smaller and smaller, and there's only so much hustle that you can do before like you burn out, right? And there's, there's only, only so, much, so much pull that's left, like, you know. 100%. And I, I refer to it as the work hustle burnout quicksand, right? Yeah. Like, and that's, and that's how I felt. I literally felt like the quicksand of my own creation was yeah. beginning to drag and pull me under. And no matter how much I tried to hustle, no matter how much I tried to just get myself out, I just kept pulling down like under and under and under. And yeah. it just became overwhelming, like yeah. so overwhelming. And it just did, did a, a number on my mental health. It, uh, it led to me abusing just, just an array of things yeah. and just like, just doing stupid things like, I was so, I needed to be wired. I was so tired, so I had to be wired all the time. Yeah. So I was smashing way too much caffeine. Yeah. And, you know, and then, then I couldn't sleep at night properly because, like, I was so stressed about what was going on with work. And then there was just, like, this ironic, like, self-perpetuating cycle. Vicious cycle. You know? Yeah. And then, ironically, and then, and then, and the relationship over the past four years, the relationship between time and money has become very, it's so cliche, but it's become so profoundly I've, I've just understood it on a whole nother level in yeah. terms of like business right yeah you're like you make more money you have less time yeah right yeah and especially as a solo operator or someone that's trying to go from a solo operator to expanding and scaling up yeah. like it's so real and trying to find that balance between the two yeah and then also trying to service your personal fiscal responsibilities and your dependables oh, and, of course. yeah and all of the other all the other still exists outside of the business exactly yeah. So to go full circle, what I've learned through that's kind of like the real nutshell version of the story. But what I've learned is when you pursue what is meaningful to you, this is all like paraphrase Jordan, Jordan Peterson. And if you don't know who Jordan Peterson is, definitely look him up. But pursue what is meaningful, not what is expedient. So for yeah. me and my business, I've learned in terms of tapping into that, 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 that unlimited infinity supply of energy that I had, which yeah. I've been chasing since when yeah. I started my business in that bedroom. In order to have that energy, you need to be like really passionate and motivated about what you're doing mm. on a day-to-day, week-to-week basis. Yeah. And yeah, work's hard. Starting a business is hard. Yeah. Running a business is hard. It's not all peaches and roses. It's not all like the glorified PR version of yourself on Instagram. Like, look how sick I'm doing. This is so dope. I'm having the best time. Just leaning on your Lamborghini, mate. <laughs> yeah, mate. Look, private jet. Take a quick yeah. selfie. <laughs> don't own this. Didn't even go in it, but uh, I got this private jet. You know, so... I feel like for me, the secret that I've learned is um, chasing the emotional return on investment and balancing that with the physical return on investment. Because yeah. you get to a point where like, okay, I mean, how much money do I want to make and at what expense to my emotional like stability or like the, the quality of my life? Exactly. If, like, where, where, why, why, why did you start a business in the first place? Like Exactly. You know, you know? It, was, it was for like in some part freedom, right? But then you're getting to the point where there just isn't any freedom and it's all self-inflicted. So, yeah. The irony, the irony of this freedom trap, the irony of freedom when you run a business is, is, and for people that don't run a business and like, and I empathize with them and I totally understand it's hard to put yourself in someone else's shoes and empathize with their disposition when you don't, you haven't, you know, walked any miles in their shoes, right? And when you look at the outside looking in, especially on a lot of people's Instagram profiles, like, like I said, everyone's PRing themselves, everyone's putting the perfect version of themselves out there. Yeah. And I'm trying really hard to like not do that. Um, cool. And and a really good job at that too. Like that's, um, you know, maybe pe- people should go back and have a look at your Instagram profile, you know, go back six to 12 months, have a look at the content. And then the last six months, 
have a good look at that content and see the change. Oh, like, and it's that's awesome. Thank not, you. Not that not that you weren't real before. Like that was real, but this is the yeah. Like you said, it's, it's the non PR. It's the behind the curtain look, I suppose, because you're actually being it's it's another another level of authenticity, I suppose, because instead of it being you know all good and high energy, which is you, it's also the the not so pretty side as well, which everybody has, but not everybody talks about or not everybody shows. One hundred percent. No, thank you for that. I really appreciate that, Anthony. Um, and the yeah. other, like the other thing too that I was going to say is working on hours a week, like just going helpful at doing what you were doing. When that did get too much, like so, you're working that hard to get to a certain point to get to the next level to to earn the extra dollars, right? But then you do hit that point of burnout, and then like, how long was the period for you from like that recovery from burnout? Like, because and like, how big was that impact on the business? Because you've been working so hard to get everything done and grow the business, but then you hit the point where you've got to stop. And then does that just negate basically all that time and effort that you put in previously? Yeah. You know what I mean? It's a really good question. It's really um, it's really hard to quantify because I always prioritize whether whether I'm right or whether I'm wrong. I always prioritize my clients over everything else, yeah. right? Yeah. So at the end of the day, that's, that's what's keeping the lights on, right? Yeah. And they sign a contract with you and you sign a contract with them. And for yeah. me, it's like you have a fiduciary duty to your clients to – deliver on the services in which they're paying for. Cool. Yeah, but for me, it's a moral obligation as well. You've got like, it's, yeah. you've got to do the right thing. Yeah. Doing the right thing is always the right thing. You've got to do the right thing. Yep. So like, you'll notice ebbs and flows in terms of, like if you order my content, like I, I can go through my feed and I'm like, you, you may, so if I, when I was experienced burnout, like the thing is like, unless you have the staff and the support system in your business, if you're still like in, you know, year one, year two, depending on how much you've grown, how fast you've grown. Yeah. And I think irrespective of how fast you've grown, how many staff you have, you still got to do the work Yeah. and you still got to do it. So you may be feeling shit and you may be having a bad time, but like you still got to do it. You know, you still got to get it done. So yeah. with me, I would, I would scale back on like, you know, when I was doing I did like 13, 13 weeks of vlogs in a row. And that was like, I would, I'd be up at like four four thirty on Tuesday mornings, yeah. and I'd already have the the vlog content all ready to go, and then I would edit from like five o'clock, four forty five, five o'clock in the morning until lunchtime on Tuesdays. Yeah, and then I do my client work, and then I do more editing that night, and then the vlog will be up on Wednesday, and yeah. then I do micro content editing for that in the Wednesday afternoon, then the micro content push live that that afternoon. Yeah, and then that was that was the kind of the strat and the schedule that I was running with, and then. You know, things got really busy with clients and then I was also like not having a good time and then I was like I had to make the decision the other thing was well Anthony was I had to make the decision because I play like I am myself on camera but like I play a caricature of myself on camera like it's yeah. me but the yeah. volume of my personality is like 12 out of 10 to make things entertaining of course and you know it's kind of, <laughs> the, I love doing the, that the market is coming in you know. oh yes that's it that's yeah. it so the thing is I then found myself in a point where like I'm trying to be transparent and genuine in terms of who I am, despite the fact that like I'm just you know accentuating yeah. yes, yes, what's the word idiosyncrasies, idiosyncrasies, and how eccentric I am in terms yeah. of my. I'm just turning all that up because I am all that, but it's like turned up off the yeah, camera. Yeah, yeah. Like, ah, yeah. the engagement. <laughs> um, yeah, That's what we love about you. Thank you, thank you. But I found it so hard to play this caricature of myself mm. when behind the scenes. I was having a shit time yeah. and then I started stressing out because I'm trying to hit this vlog upload schedule and then like 
I had no time to do it, no energy to do it. Then I didn't feel authentic about doing it. And I was like, what am I even doing? Like, yeah. why am I doing this? So yeah. the short answer to you, well, the long, long, long and short of it is it affected my business in, mainly for me in terms of how much content I was putting out. Yeah. And yeah. that's, I think if you were to quantify that, that would re- result in less leads and, you know, less sales and mm. basically mm. that's it. Yeah. Which wasn't, which ironically, like in terms of what I wanted, because I, I got so stressed to the point where like I knew, like and not patting myself in the back or anything, it was just, just it is, what, is what it was. Yeah. I was on like this content highway of like I was very relevant to all of my audience. I was everywhere. Mm. Like it was ubiquitous. Yeah. And the it was it was such a fascinating thing in terms of like brand recall and leads because I was everywhere. Everyone in my audience knew who I was. And then I was getting all these leads, queries, questions, inquiries. So every time I put out new content, it would be a stream of extra tasks for me to follow up. Yeah. So that was that was yeah. and then then and I'm like, what a it's like what a fantastic problem to have. But it just stressed me out even more. I was yeah. like, I don't want to put content out because then I have to do the community management and all the lead follow-ups and I don't... I, I, uh, uh. So, look, for, for... And, like, for anyone listening, I think that's it's a really good point to make because, you know, we, we do see so much of, you know, the, the PR version and, you know, you know, you need to be putting out a vlog and you need to be putting out micro content and you need to be everywhere and all this sort of stuff and it, it takes its toll, like... You know, and a, a lot of the people, um, one, you did a fantastic job from your you know, your skill set. Like you knew how to be everywhere. You knew how to create good content. Like you could do it. For most people, like you know, the, the big influencers that we see on social media that are putting out that type of content, like your your vlogs, like the the attention to detail and the time and effort that you put into them, they were like first class cinematography. Like thank you transitions. Like it looks so damn good, right? For, for people in the equivalent space putting out the equivalent content, they've got teams of people doing that, right? So it's a testament, one, to your skill set and how hard you work and the fact that you were Thank able you. to do that. Um, but also the fact that, you know, it did get to the point where there was that burnout. And I think that's the important lesson because there's so many people that are listening now and that are, you know, sitting behind their phone right now looking at content saying, I need to be doing this, I need to be doing this, I need to be doing this. But you've got to be careful because... You, it, it might just not be physically possible to do that. Yeah, hundred um, percent. And that's okay. Like, you yeah, know, it's totally okay. And, and the other thing is, the other thing as well is like, don't ever compare yourself. Like, you, it's so cliche. Run your own race. Yeah. And this is a this is a thought trend that I've been on for you know the last eight nine months, right? Yeah. And I understand me giving this advice is not mapped by my actions, and I'll explain why. So I'll give the advice, and then I'll explain why my actions don't mm. map to this advice. And what I'm doing now to to fix that. Okay, so on on your point, that thank you very much for that feedback about my content. Like that means a lot to me. Love it. Thank you. Um, So this is actually gonna be really good because I'll tie everything that we've spoken about up to this point together. Mm. So emotional return on investment. I get a like I'm a massive nerd, dude. Like I I I love what I do and I love creating. Yeah. And I love I love being in front of the camera. Yeah. I love. I get a cathartic release from sitting down and learning how to use Premiere and learning how to do effects. I have a cathartic release from seeing something in my head. Explosions. Yeah, mate. (laughs) I just love explosions, you know. (laughs) And that, from from an emotional return on investment POV, it made me so happy. I love, like, I love doing it. Mm. I love doing it. But then the irony of that was, it's not real. Like, it's it's a hobby. 
It's yeah. not something that I that needs to be really done. It's a hobby. Yeah. And if I wanted to do it more pragmatically for the business, then the the the, the scale and the quality of production should be taken all the way back. You know, yeah. I should just be doing a Gary V. You know, doc, like what he Gary yeah. says: document versus create. Yeah. And I was creating. I was documenting, but I was also creating. Yeah. The thing about me creating was it was making me happy because I really enjoyed yeah. doing it. Yeah. Except that didn't map to the fiscal return on investment from the output of the content that I was making. So mm-hmm. it was a hobby. Yeah. And then when you spend ten hours in front of a computer all day anyway, doing client services stuff, so like yeah. keep the lights on and yeah. build your business. Yeah. It's hard to then escape that or to have be motivated to sit down again and then do like a seven hour edit session over a few days, you know? Yeah. Yeah. So what I'm really so does that all make sense if I tied that all together? I think Yeah. 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 And and like it, again it comes back to your point before about, you know, time and money. And the the point that I wanted to make was the fact that when, you know, you do go into that, you know, business building phase or I'm gonna start something of my own, you know, there is so much pressure and there's so much like, you know, everybody wants to make a, like, you know, create a million dollar business or a multi million dollar business. And like, there's that level that everybody thinks that they're going to get to, right? But the, as sorry, you. Sorry, 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 just on that. Like, how much money do you need? Like, exactly. Like, exactly. Like, how much do you need? Because, exactly. like, I made, I made more money and I'm not like posting or anything, but I made more money in my first nine months of business than I'd ever like made in my life, right? In terms of like that time frame. Yeah. Gross sales. Yeah. So, like, yeah. You know, the net was you know close to nothing. I was paying myself close to nothing because yeah. reinvestment in the business. But then, as I've grown the business and scaled up more, like you know, I've I've done fiscally okay for myself personally, mm. and like I work really hard. Like it, I think if you would extrapolate out like the time value of money for the amount of hours that I put into the business because it's all the yeah. time, yeah. like I'd be equivalent. It'd be equivalent to like working at McDonald's. Yeah, I'm, you know, you know what I mean. Like yeah, and that's not to shit on people working at McDonald's, but I'm t- in terms of like the out like. Mm. The value of my time in terms of what I'm making per hour and how yeah. much I work, yeah. it just, you know, and you all sacrifice go into your life. For the freedom to make big bucks, like, you know. Yeah. yeah. But no. then it's like, how much, how, much, how much money do you need? So, yeah. like, and to go back to the, sorry, I fully cut you off, but I'll finish this point. To go back to the emotional return on investment thing, like, if you're happy doing what you're doing and you have time to, like, go to the gym and, like, see your friends or, like, go out and party or, like, yeah. whatever, and you're running a business, like, there's not, there's, everyone's like, Ida, get Linda, hit that magical seven figure number. But here's the thing you get to the seven figure number, not that I'm there, but like, you get, when, as you scale up, right? Yeah. yeah. Your expenses increase. Yeah. You, um, you don't have the time to like make all that revenue yourself, just yeah. especially depend, like, especially in a client service based business. Like, how much money do you need? And that's why it's like, make sure you're clear on what gives you the emotional return on investment and why you're doing what, why it is you're doing what you're doing. Because if you get to that level, you you hate your life. Yeah. Because yeah, it's it's all relative too. Like you know, you're on a, a on a five figure salary compared to a seven figure salary. Like as you said, like you know, it comes with more money, more problems. Like it's all relative. So like, true. You might make more money, but you also spend more money. So it doesn't mean that you've necessarily got more money in the bank or more money to spend. Like it's all relative, and it does. It comes it comes back to that happiness thing. Like if you're going into business to you know become really rich, like do you need that much money to be happy? Like, you don't need to work 90 hours a week. You might be happy to work 40 hours a week. Yep. And then you've got the flexibility of, you know, the, using the rest of your time the way you want to. Yeah, yep. okay, so you might make it a seven-figure business. But, hey, if, if things are good, if you're happy, then you've won. Like, that's yep, the thing. That's it. Yeah. And let me tell you, let me tell you, when I was not having a good time, I, and like, you know, I, like, 
I'm not balling. I don't make much money, right? Like in the big scheme, like I'm, I, I do well for myself. Not many people do. That's the thing. Yeah. Like that's it. You know, I do well for myself, but like I don't, I don't make that much money, right? Compared, yeah. you know, I'm not a millionaire. I'm not anything like that. I'm just a dude running a business, pursuing his passions. That's that's where I'm at, and yeah. I'm happy. I'm really stoked with that. Exactly. But what I learned with like burning out and all of the pressure that I put myself under was that I was working so much. I had no time for myself. I wasn't doing the things that made me like feel good for me, right? I stopped yeah. doing all those things because work became everything. Yeah. And then I realized, and then I had all this extra, because time, money. So I had no time, but I had all this extra money and I was reinvesting back into business. But then I felt like I could reward myself that I earned it. So I went and bought all of the fancy things that I wanted, like when I was younger. I didn't go yeah. out and buy a you know, expensive car because I don't drive, but yeah. I got myself a booster board. I love that thing, but sitting, sitting over there. I got myself a booster board. I bought myself, I got a wicket, I bought myself all these techie toys. I was always unboxing stuff. Yeah. And they're all business expenses because they're all all related to my business. Like yeah. I got myself a $6,000 camera for vlogging, yeah. like all this stuff. Now, the reason I share that story with you is because I would be buying all this stuff, the short-term immediate dopamine release of buying it and the, the delayed dopamine release of opening it and doing an unboxing video. And then, because I had no time, I never got to use the stuff that I bought. Yeah, yeah, exactly. exactly. So they were literally collecting dust on my shelf. And then I sat, I was like reflecting. I'm like, why am I doing this? Like, I'm making money to buy stuff that I don't need, that I want, that I don't get to use, that I don't have enough time to use them. Yeah. And I'm then I analyzed, psychoanalyzed myself, and I was like, I'm just doing it because I'm sad. Like retail therapy, essentially. Like. And so many of us do. You know. Yeah. And. Which, which further like accentuates my point of like, how much money do you need? Exactly. Because like, money does not equal happiness. No. And that's, you know? and that's the big lesson, right, for so many people is that, you know, it, and especially in that social digital space, like it's so prevalent, you know, there's you know, there's cash everywhere, there's success everywhere, there's, you know, fancy cars and, and, and big holidays and all that sort of stuff. But, you know, at the end of the day, that's not, you know, that's not, it's not real life. It's, it's not, not real, real life. life. No, exactly. And it's not the and definition of happiness either. So No, it's not. And the message is it's so it's so broken. Mm. And and like there's there was an episode of the Joe Rogan podcast I watched a few weeks ago where he was talking to I can't remember who who his guest Joe's guest was, but he was basically they mapped out and they correlated the uh, suicide rate for young men and young women and the rate of uh, self-reported depression for uh, young young men and young women yeah. and they map that to the advent of of social media right yes. in terms of like full-on like mainstream penetration yeah specifically yeah. instagram facebook so and i'm find, find the episode um but and don't we'll, quote we'll me on this we'll yeah yeah don't quote me on this but th it was i can't even remember the numbers but you look at the graph and you basically got Pre-2015, you know, let's say that – I'm just picking this number out of my ass, but let's say that the suicide rate in, in young in young men, um, you know, uh, n uh, 9 to 14, uh, was – let's say it was like, you know, or depression report self-reported depression rate was like 9%. Yeah. And then you go beyond 2015, so the new gen, the Gen Z, I think, yeah. and also the advent of Instagram and Facebook mainstream population adoption, yeah. and it just skyrockets up. Yeah, and then it stays at that skyrocket level. Mm. And then looking at my own my own feeds and how other people are consuming uh, social and the conversations I have with other people in terms of what it's doing to people's self esteem and keeping up with the Joneses and all that kind of stuff. Yeah, and then I and then I look at everyone you know in, across multiple industries, especially in the entrepreneurship like area as well. Like you know, success is. You got to, you got to show exactly. how fancy you are, and all that exactly. kind of stuff. Yeah. And it's not realistic, and it, no one's really talking about the real stuff behind the scenes. No. 
And that's kind of also where I got to a point with my journey as well. Like I want to be a lot more transparent in terms of like, like I'm pretty happy all the time and I'm pretty energetic all the time, but sometimes yeah. shit's really hard yeah. and I don't like complaining. And what I try to do with my content, I don't, I'm not complaining. I'm just giving you an insight behind the curtains because, Hey, this shit's hard. Exactly. And when people come to me and they're like, well, oh, they used to come to me in the past, like, bro, you're killing it. You're so successful. Look at you. Congratulations. Fuck. Yeah. Go. Yeah. Yeah. And I'm like, dude, like not killing it. Like I'm it's just not working really hard yeah. and it's, it's, it's not all that good. And then I'm like, maybe I need to adjust my messaging because it's not resonating in the, I'm not putting out the right message. My message is off and it's yeah. not correlating with what my brand values like have evolved to. Yeah. So that's kind of why I've gone down the transparency route in terms of giving a bit more of a uh, behind the scenes look of like, it's hard, man. Exactly. This is hard, bro. It's it not is fun. It's fun, but it's not, you know? And and like and that's that's the big that's like the big takeaway from this episode too is you no know, it's um it's a big thank you for, for going down that path and, and sharing that because that's the message we need to be putting out there um you know especially by people who work in that digital social space like um you know it, it's so it's so good and you know there's so much positive about it but there's also like anything there's also the negative side about it and um that's why you know this chat is one that I was really keen to have because it's it's an important one to get out there so. Really appreciate you sharing it, dude. Thanks, Anthony. I appreciate you having me, mate. We could uh, we could go on for a very long time. We and, definitely could. Um, I think I think maybe we uh, we schedule another one. Maybe not for another three years, but let's, uh, let's <laughs> schedule another one down the track. Yeah, for sure, for sure. Because um, yeah, there is like there's so many important messages that need to be put out there, and um, you're you're playing in that space, mate. So it's awesome that you're willing to share. And um, yeah, thanks once again. Thanks so much for having me, Anthony, and thank you to everyone for listening, dude. If, uh, where can people find out more about you? I love it. I was going to give myself a plug, but uh, <laughs> beat me to it. Mate, um, plug, go. Look, look, just uh, Paul Ramondo on Instagram. So P-A-U-L-R-A-M-O-N-D-O on Instagram and uh, drop us a follow and uh, slide in my DMs, have a chat. Always down. Dude, thank you so much. We'll get you back on very soon. Appreciate your time. Thank you, Anthony. See ya. So that's it for another episode. Thank you so much for listening. I really do appreciate it. If you love the show, the greatest form of feedback you can give is to leave a review. It helps the show grow. It helps more people find it. And I would really appreciate that. Head over to anthonygmurphy.com where you'll find all the show notes and links for today's episode. And if you just want to stay up to date with me and see what I'm up to, head over to Instagram, anthonygmurphy, and say day. And I will talk to you in the next episode.